This episode of Please Blow My Mind is proudly supported by the lovely team at Sunpix Post. Yes. I've got one of the directors here. Is that correct? That's correct. You're yes. like a boss. I am a boss. Well, Poppy's the boss, really. She's kind that. of managing the place. For those just watching, uh, the cutest little dog ever. Oh, <laughs> looked at me on cue. Don't bite me. Uh, for those listening, uh, we're in the Sunpix I've called it the Sun Picks Podcast Studio. Yes, and we are we're we're on this mission to create good conversation. Exactly. Yeah. To acknowledge uh, the kind of traditional media, which is telly and radio, but give it a bit of a revamp into this whole podcast world. Exactly. Of, of you know, like in the past, Dan. Um, things cost a lot of money to make yeah now we can talk for hours yes and i think that's what we're both excited about right that's what some picks is excited about yeah like, yeah and the possibilities are endless mm. you know you start one you talk about one um topic and you get different guests in and mm. then they have different ideas and it's all about spreading ideas yep. and making yeah engaging content really and um we should start a, uh, like a conference called ted talks ted talks and it's just us <laughs> spreading <laughs> ideas ideas worth sharing i think is their um yeah tagline. it is so anyway we can rip that off one day uh, just quickly if people want to check out the Sunpix story um, they can jump online they can sunpixpost.co.nz so we're a post-production facility and we basically make content uh, for TV mm. for web and um, we specialize in finishing so color grading and uh, sound mixing uh, podcast recording voiceover recording awesome yeah we try and do a little bit of everything around so here kind of like creative one-stop shop if you need to get yes, your message out there, true. Yeah. come and uh, leave Come the and visit Poppy. She's here. She's an office <laughs> dog, and she will probably bark at you as you walk in. Yay. Yeah. Sunpixpost.co.nz. <laughs> this episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming, is brought to you by floatculture.co.nz. Float Culture is Auckland's leading flotation tank center created for the well-being of the body and mind. When you float with floatculture.co.nz, you'll create meaningful and lasting change with mindfulness and complete physical relaxation. Floating will become an integral part of your busy lifestyle. Float Culture is motivated to ensure that the entire experience achieves maximum relaxation, happiness and relief for you. So if you want to be part of the float culture scene in New Zealand, visit floatculture.co.nz to book your float and blow your mind right now. As a very special offer to you, the Please Blow My Mind listener, you'll get twenty percent off your next float by using the promo code MindBlowing, all one word. Visit floatculture.co.nz and book your float today. We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming, welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. Lance, thanks for making this happen for me. Oh, pleasure. You're a busy dude. You're out there doing <laughs> I'm, stuff. I'm eh? very lucky, is you know, why I say it. The thing I um, am trying to understand from busy people, I spoke to this chap and he was so busy that he wasn't living what he was teaching. Do you mm. ever kind of feel that pressure when you're out there and about and doing stuff that, ooh, yeah. the best of you is being shared? So, that, yeah, I, I do think that. And, um, I get these messages all the time because I am busy and I, I, 
I try not to work seven days, but sometimes I have to because mm. I'm, I'm not actually presenting on stage or whatever or, or doing, you know, some workshops, yeah. but I'm preparing for the next week. And, um, do you know, it's about quality, not quantity for right. me. Uh, I've always been a worker, and yes, I, yeah, I had burnout, mm. uh, and so I know my limits, sort of. But inside me is this, this thing that drives to keep going. And um, it, it sounds terrible, and I hope people out there don't ever not send me stuff saying, hey, you need to slow down. But sometimes I think, well, I'm now starting to concentrate. Maybe I am getting unwell. And, mm. and you know, I've, I've had a massive, massive um, two months, never stopped. Been, you know, very lucky Canada and all over the place. Yeah. And when you're traveling and, and, you know, my wife comes with me overseas and she looks after me, she, she does a really good yeah. job of, of keeping me centered, I guess, and, <laughs> yeah. and, keep, and you know, keeping me down so, mm. that, so that I am looking after myself. But really, it's, um, it's, for me, it's a mindset thing. I always have, you know, at the age of, I think, 10, I had two paper rounds and a, or two lawn mowing rounds and mm. a paper round and always have been busy. And I'm an active relaxer, so I can't, I'm not one that can sit by the pool. I've tried it, it doesn't work. I'd rather, right. if I sit by the pool, I have to jump in the water and hold my breath and see how many lengths I can swim. <laughs> and that's active and that's, relaxing. And that's how I relax. I've never heard active relaxing. So I that, challenge myself yeah. to see, well, is it to breaking point? Well, yes, it was once. I it went too far. Yeah. But I like to challenge myself. And um, there's a difference between pressure and challenge. What is it? It's a word. So we can put ourselves under pressure or we can challenge ourselves. And so I like to think of, I'm challenging myself. And yes, you know, I'm just, I got a little bit sick last week. I had a bit of a head cold, et cetera. Mm. So I just slowed down, listened to what my wife said, take some garlic pills, you know, <laughs> yeah. just get to bed on time and all that. Yeah. And you do those things and you just work through it. And, but my mind is saying, you've got a cold mm. because you're working too hard. Mm. And because other people are coming into the feed and saying, you know, saying, oh, you look after yourself. And, right. and so I say, be selfish to be selfless. Selfish to look be after yourself first yeah. so you can look after more people. And I do. So what I do is um, I try and order my day. So I might grab some food here and a little bit there and I vary the diets I have. Uh, I am one who used to eat pies, you know, as a builder. I had yeah. a pie and a Coke. Yeah. No more. I, don't, I can't remember the last time I had a pie. So I will eat food that's sort of high carbs as well. So it might be sushi, rice, yeah. things like that. So I just look at what I'm eating and drinking, no, I still have sugar, I still have all those things, that coffee, all the things you, people say, oh, avoid. No, I have them. Why? Because that's me. It's you. So it's finding who you are and then changing your mindset, changing the way you think about things. You've found who you are, eh? I mean, I, I don't mm. want to say like you're complete because we're all, mm. hopefully the, the challenge in life is that we never really complete it. It's that you go out screaming or whatever that mm. is. But, but... I think about what I'm up to with this podcast and it's about talking to these people and I get to enjoy the journey too and think about it for myself and that's why I really enjoy this medium, you know, like there's people listening who are like, I've never thought about it, that act of relaxation, so I shouldn't just be on holiday sitting down still, maybe I'm doing more damage to myself or yeah. you just got to think about, am I different to the next person and probably we all are different. Um, but, but I kind of get the feeling too that you've, all of the stuff you've gone through is so you can work out who you are in this scenario mm. and when should I just hunker yeah. down? You know, I, I, <laughs> wisdom comes with age, I guess. Yeah. And, and I wish that we could, um, I wish as a young person I could have actually listened to somebody mm -hmm. who had done this stuff. Right. Um, 
I think because of what I do, yes, I'm extremely nervous before I get on stage and, and nervous the whole way through. And people say, you're such a relaxed person. I say, no, inside me, I'm just churning up and I'm thinking, am I saying the right thing? What's the audience doing? Am I? And you're doing all of that stuff. Mm. And that's a good thing. You know, wise men once said to me that when you don't get nervous before doing this stuff, stop because you're not giving your best. Wow. And I think that's the way, yeah. again, it's the way we look at things. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we often think that we're under pressure. We're under the pump. And the way it is to do something so we can either work at worrying or work at working. Mm-hmm. So we can work at working and work it out. So we just got to slow ourselves down. Um, when our minds start to churn things over, we start to look for the negative in things. And that's the from evolution that's kept us safe, right? That's, the, that's what's kept us where we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now our brains have so much information coming in, we're getting overloaded with stuff. And because of that, uh, we're thinking, and we're, we, we know that neuroscience shows us we can only hold three things in the prefrontal cortex. Right. But it's because we're swapping those things around, or the three of them. But every so often, somebody will say something, or it'll come from the back and fill up that, another one will pop out. Mm. And so we're doing this. And you just with those three things, it makes it seem like there's 30. Wow. Yeah, because you're just doing. Oh yeah, I've got to do that. I've got to, you know, I've got to go leave here, and I've got to go and pick up my passport. Don't forget mm-hmm. to go and pick up your passport. Because you don't you do passport. If you don't get that, you can't travel overseas. So you got to get that passport. <laughs> so I'm talking to you, and that's it's coming to my head. The passport. So something else dropped out of my prefrontal cortex, and that was you asked me a question mm-hmm. about um, uh, people. Are you looking after yourself and all that? So our brains are just swapping all the time. Yeah. You know, our thoughts are going so fast. It's about slowing those thoughts down or choosing one and working on that one thing mm. and dismiss everything else. Wow, that's so challenging. Though, it's it? such a hard thing to do. I mean, is it or am do. I just saying it's challenging? Because some, no? sometimes I don't know. Mm. When I talk to you, I kind of get the feeling uh, that, uh, man, I really overcomplicate things when I don't need to. You know? There you go. And so it's it's a thought. Mm. So I, I, my mantra, I have, you know I'm big on mantras, start thinking about what you're thinking about. Right. Because we're not doing that. Yeah. You know, 90 seconds is our attention span when we drive a car. Mm. Why? Because there's lots of things going on. We've got a car with lots of things going on. We've got, we've got all these, mm. you know, just such a lot of stimulus around. We listen to the radio, we turn the radio on. Oh, the news, perfect. And you only hear the first two items on the news. Yeah. And then you start to think about, well, where am I going now? What am I doing? And then <laughs> this other thought comes into your head and they just roll around and roll around. You go, oh, I've missed the news. That's what happens, mm. and that's the inattention. You know, um, it is said that you know truck drivers, a lot of them are fatigued. Well, how can they be if they're following their logbook? They're just getting distracted. They had one or two gauges, gauges to look at. Now they've got ten an array, and then they've got the radio going on, and they've got their drivers, the other truck drivers going past, flashing their lights, and doing the flicking hype, mate. Here you going and. <laughs> just so much going on. So, and and that's what's happening in today, right? We're wondering why we're feeling sad, or, yep. um, you know, why sadness. I guess which encompasses everything, because I I don't quite know how to talk about mm. how people describe how it is today. You know, like so someone asked mm. me this the other day, why is why suicide so high in New Zealand? And I sat there and I'm like, hmm, I've heard that it is. I haven't researched anything. I don't know what to say. I said it was some kind of British hangover where men couldn't talk. But being schooled lately, um, someone said it's, well, it's high amongst, amongst teens. So it's, um, it's very high, it's, excuse me, yeah. <coughs> very high amongst teens. Um, and it's very high amongst indigenous people around the world. Right. right. Um, so I've just, when I was in Canada, uh, my wife and I um, sat next to two young men 
and they heard our accent was different so they are, we are started talking he says oh what do you do I said oh, I fix heads <laughs> and that's um, that sort of people go what <laughs> and we talked and I said well you know write down I do de-escalation of angry people and all mm. sorts of things write down into suicide suicide prevention and intervention if necessary and he's, his face lit up and he says oh I looked at his mate he said him and I've tried to kill ourselves <laughs> and I looked at my wife and she's oh. wow so we sat and we did this simple technique and we just sat and did this, and that was in a in a mall in Vancouver, in a food hall of all places, lots of noise, and we just sat and did this one little technique with them mm. that stopped their brain from thinking wow. for one minute. And I looked at their eyes and their face, and he lit up. He said, no one's ever shown me how to stop my brain from thinking. Mm. So that might be what we try and tell young kids. And that's all it is. We, um, I like to take neuroscience and psychology and all that stuff and all that cutting-edge stuff and bring it back to normalise it into situations. So excuse me a minute. So for example, we leave home in a hurry. See ya, somebody's partner home, whatever. You think, I ain't got time for this. Mm. Off you go. Mm. Off to work, you think about it all day, don't Mm. you? By the time you get home, you're having a divorce. You're separating. And you walk in and you start talking. And um, What did you say this morning when I left? I said, love you forever. What do you think I said? Oh, no, that was it. So we're not doing something about it. Our brains have got something called catastrophization and self-blame. So we look for danger because of that negativity bias. That The reason we've got that is evolution. The only people who survived were the warriors. So when the Ice Age came, yeah. those who weren't prepared died. Mm. That's what we're learning more and more of. The thing is, the trick is that... Um, how do you learn to ride a bike? Practice, practice, practice. Yes. How do you learn to worry? Same thing. Mm. And so there, what, there's hard wiring of our brain is worry and there's that negativity bias. So it is hardwired. It's very hard to get rid of, and, but you can. So we're now learning through epigenetics that you can change some of the wiring of your brain. And it's by forcing practice, 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 a neural pathway. And you can do that. Anyone can do it. Um, when we have a negative thought, if we can carry on with it, it exaggerates so you can fix it to bring clarity. Mm. The thing is around suicide, um, and a lot of it's around guilt, regret, and rumination. So we're going over things that we might have done wrong or we perceive as done wrong yes. or we've had a hurt. And young people these days aren't getting taught, I don't think, how to handle disappointment. Yeah. So we're all told that we should look for the positives, we should look for the positives, we should look, and that's true. But when the disappointment comes along, we also need to know how to handle that. And just telling somebody you need to move on does not work. Right. You need to let it go does not work. How do you let it go? Mm. That's the key. How and why for me are the two words that are missing. Why is it happening and how do we fix it? Right. <sighs> uh, are the are governments aware of these things? I mean, surely. Uh, again, I speak from a quite a naive point of view. I would mm. assume there's top thinkers thinking about these type of things. Well, I, I think there is top thinkers, but I don't think it's the right generation of top thinkers. Right. So you've got too many of this generation. <laughs> yeah. You've got too many old people mm. coming up with suggestions and not asking the people that are actually affected. Right, right. Um, millennials are just amazing. Their brains are completely different, man. They really are. And we're not using them. Mm. They've got more access to more information. Their brains are completely different to yours and mine. Mm. We know that. 
I hate hearing people say we need to harden up our young kids. Right. We need to, yes, we do need to have a little few little bumps on the road, absolutely, to learn how to deal with disappointment. Yep. But let's tell them what's going to happen with that disappointment. You know, I had somebody the other day say, oh, we have to learn from hard knocks. Absolutely. But what are we teaching them? Just let them go by themselves? Or are we mm-hmm. saying, you need to have, you know, when you fall out of the tree and break your arm, it's going to hurt, but it'll get better. Yeah. yeah it's going to teach you a lesson. And the lesson is, just get a little bit more... You know, safer when you do things. Just yeah. take a bit more time when you do things. Mm. Disappointment. Um, I, yesterday, I, I, I ran into a guy, an ex-colleague from the police, actually, and he does something very cool, which he learned about, was they sit around the table with their kids and they do, give me a rose and a thorn. Right. So what's, what, what's a good thing you had today and what's a thing that you felt sad about? Yeah. And let's talk about that and how to deal with it. And I said, well, actually, we should really reinforce the positive. Then I thought, no, that's the key. Talk with them also about the disappointment and yeah. which one was more important to you. Because the good one's the good one, isn't it? And that, so when you talk about it, that's emotional intelligence. When we learn how to deal with disappointment, because disappointment is what takes every single person down. Right. Tell me I'm wrong. Right. Because <laughs> we focus on the negative. Yeah. That's what gets people. That's what takes you down. I've made a mistake. I've made an error. I've been hurt. I'm feeling hurt. I'm feeling hopeless, I'm feeling helpless, but you're still here. I met a lady the other day, um, and I met with her after a session, and, and I did Rural Support Trust. I did a whole series of programs, and she was, in fact, she was suicidal. So I caught up with her for a cup of coffee, and um, she, I could see she was unwell. And so um, I started talking to her, and she's saying, I was saying, well, so what's going on? You know, what's happening? She said, oh, you know, I've, I've lost the farm, I've lost this. You know, I mean, she was really, she was down. And so I sat there for a little while. I was struggling to come up with something, a positive, because mm. her life was just really beaten down. And I said to her, um, but you're here. And she started to cry. Mm. I said, but you're here. What's kept you going? And, you know, you've got a cup of coffee? Um, what, do you, what do you got at home? Where do you live? Oh, I live in a caravan. Oh, so you've got somewhere to go. Yeah. Um, is it a nice caravan? Oh, it's not that nice. Where is it? Oh, it's in somebody's house. And they said, what? Now, how do you pay for it? Um, oh, they've given me free. Oh, that's incredible. So you're living in a caravan with no worries about money at, at this stage. Mm. Um, and your skills? What, what? Oh, you know, I used to ride horses and train horses. and So there's no call for that. Oh, yeah, there's a call for it. Is there? Oh. So maybe you could start again. Oh, no, I don't want to get hurt again. Mm. Well, if you get hurt again, you'll perhaps move on to the next thing. And maybe the next thing. And I left her after an hour. She had the biggest smile on her face because we focus and focus and focus on the negative, and I do it. Mm. When I leave a session, so here's what happened to me, a, a true story just a week ago. I came out of a session that I, that I ran, and uh, it was, a, it was a, a full week. And I got 95-plus percent on every single except for one person, it was one I just knew, it was just like a 3%. Mm. Guess what I focused on? How could I have handled that person differently? Right. But every, all of the other 120 people loved it, one person. Where does that come from from you? Because I'm someone, if I got 95%, if I got 60%, I yeah. could honestly eyeball you and say I'd be happy. <clears throat> and I am, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, so is it, 
am, am I just built differently? Like, you know, are humans, are, I guess some humans are different. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yes, you are. So we are all built differently, but... Mm. So the best that research can tell us, say, for, and science, yeah. the best that neuroscience can say, is around about 50% of our brains are identical. Mm. And I think we've done this before. I asked the audience what primary school you went to, right. and you were thinking of your primary school, yeah. because we reflect on ourselves. Yeah. So that's the area that I like to try and stay in. Mm. But I can't now. So I, I still do, mm. but somebody will ask a question exactly like that. So 10% or thereabouts is the circumstances we're born into. Yep. And the other 40% is what we've done in our life. Mm. And that's what makes us. And that's our go-to. So we don't go back to, we do go back to evolution, to all that stuff when we're in fight or flight. Right. What did I first learn? Yes. I learned to get angry and attack. We still do it. Mm. People are angrier today. Why? Because our brains are going faster and we're looking for more danger and the danger is there. It's perceived danger. It's not real, but it's still the same. And our default in our brain is anger to attack, to survive. So that sort of makes sense, doesn't it? Mm, But all the stuff you've done. Now, I read somewhere and I haven't been able to confirm it. We are the sum of the five people we grow up with. Which makes sense. Yeah, it does. So if we were in a group of peers and one of them comes up with a, a new word or a new saying, and mm. we would have done this, you would have done this, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you start saying it. Yeah. And we pick up on mannerisms of other people. Yeah. So we're going away from personalities these days. We're going more towards traits. Mm. So all of us have different traits, and that's what makes us special. You could say to me that, um, are we all the same? I'd say, yes, evolution, we are all the same. But we are also very, very special mm. because that's, you know, twin studies have been dismissed now. We used to study twins because we thought their genetics were all, even their genetic makeup is different. Mm. And through epigenetics, we can change the way we think. We can turn off our negative thought genes and turn on positive ones. Mm. So is it nature or is it nurture? The answer now is yes. It is both. Yeah. <laughs> it is both. Yeah. And you can influence one with the other. There's some exciting work being done right now. So by forming neural pathways, I'm going to continually think about that 95 or 98% instead of, and that's what happened. You know, I got a, a, a message the other day, so we do analysis of what we do, of the work I do. And uh, the second group I did, 100, it was 100 all the way through. And so then I went, wow. <laughs> So that's what I should be thinking about. Mm-hmm. How lucky am I? But mm-hmm. oh no, I've got. I still go back to it. I still go back to that, that one or two people that that left that, and, and perhaps could I have explained it to them a bit better? Could I have? Well, no, that's them. Mm. Maybe now I soften the words I use. Maybe now I say, um, this won't help you. It might. Maybe now I say, and and I start my sessions up by saying, I'm going to give you a lot of information. You choose what you want, or don't choose any of it and start from there. Mm. But if you're doing something that I talk about and it's not going well for you, you might want to try one of these things. Why? Because keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. (laughs) Except I don't actually say that. I soften it a little bit. You know, the softening of words, um, a a good friend of mine uh, put some research up and I had a look at it. They'd analysed 75 million messages in a centre that deals with suicide intervention. Yeah. 75 million. Now, that's pretty good research. And the ones that they found the maximum engagement with were those where people softened their words. So uh, when I'm doing sessions, I, I, I teach people how to identify when others are unwell and what to say and do. I do that for organisations, yeah. for staff, you know, yeah. because it's, it's spreading. Mm. 
And one of the things that's being taught at the moment is, are you, you ask somebody, are you thinking of killing yourself? Now, for me, that's brutal. Negotiators say that. We say that, and I still call myself a crisis negotiator. Yeah. We say that to get the person's attention. We want to, well, you know, you need yeah. to listen to me. Yeah. Are you thinking of killing yourself? Are you thinking of committing suicide? Well, right. I want to know. And it, it makes the person sit up and go, mm. <gasps> I've never looked at it like that. Yeah. Now, for a, a general, for a person who's untrained to say that, the impact on them is what concerns me, the person asking the question, not the person being asked. Yep. So there's other ways. Mm. You're not thinking of taking some extreme risks. Uh, you're, not, you're not considering, you, you know what I'm talking about. They, right. You don't even have to say it. Right. Because they know. Yes. Oh, no, I'd never. Okay, will you, will you promise me that? And, you know, the next thing we're asked to say is, have you got a plan? Well, if they've said, yes, I am, What's the purpose of saying that? Because you're not going to leave that person alone, are you? Right. So why do we get them to ask all these other questions? Have you made a plan? What is it? For me, that doesn't make sense. If somebody had said to me, Lance, when you're struggling, are you thinking of killing yourself? Well, I've just thought about jumping out that window, so I guess I probably am. Have you made a plan? Um, no, it just came to me mm-hmm. from nowhere. Oh, oh well, then you're okay. No, mm-hmm. Lance is unwell and he needs to go and get help. See the see yep. where I'm coming yep. with this? So yep. when we're talking with people, if we just... So telling people to harden up. No, you don't. Mm. You just need to learn how to focus on the positives. And it's normal for you to think about the negatives because that's what evolution has done to you. And your brain's no different than mine will. Yeah, yeah. So evolutionary, we're looking for negative stuff. Mm. So how about when if you were to say that to me, that you're struggling, I'd say, yeah, absolutely, mate, I'll acknowledge it. I won't accept it, I'll acknowledge it. Being there, done that, isn't it horrible? Mm. And I'd ask you to tell me a bit more about it, and then I'd go, right, there's some ways you can fix this. Gotcha. And it's a lot of it's to do with the way you see things. The way you see things is an interesting one. Mm. Because you can see things in a digital realm you were on twitter before we jumped on you said to me far out people are angry on there and it's an angry forum and where that's what they're seeing they're seeing red mm-hmm. you know they're seeing and it doesn't take long i'm a pretty placid guy and when i'm on there i can feel the mm. i should block that person you know i was on linkedin the other day and i was like oh, i should say something this is that moment when people say stand up mm. but i was like mm, i don't know i'm not really feeling tough no. about that and so i just I decided when I leave it, okay, maybe I'm feeling better, but am I contributing to a larger problem? Because that's the mixed messaging of the world, you know? It's saying stand up and do something. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's like, oh, that comes at a, it feels like a risk. It feels and, like. And it is, and it is. And that's why I've got off social media quite yeah. a bit now. I've, I've reduced it. Um, because when I was going in and saying things like, in that example you just used, mm. I would might say, you, we could, we could also. I use inclusive we, we, instead of me or I. I say we could also see it from this point of view, mm. and straight away people come and ah, yeah, 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 yeah. and I'd take it personally. Mm. So um, I still do it, and the reason I still do it is for that very reason that you've just said. By not bringing it to people's attention, nothing changes. Yes. And so by bringing, we have a. So when I do work in, in your workplaces, when I'm doing the, the sessions there, the workshops. Um, if somebody's got a behaviour that is affecting everybody in the workplace, they have to be told. But yes. it's how you tell them. Right. 
It's how you tell them, mm. and you tell them in a nice way. And we've got this this the technique we use, which we won't go into. But mm. it's a way of it's called negative, neutral, positive, and just telling people that look, you know, that's unacceptable. What you're doing, or the way you're speaking, or the way you're behaving, is unacceptable for every for the most people here. And is it is it possible that you could change it, mm. or have you thought about it? Just to get them thinking about what their behaviour, because if you don't do something, nothing changes. Mm. Do you think we're still evolving? I mean, I yeah, think I, I think we are. But like, where do you kind of see things in? Uh, yeah, let's say another couple hundred years, a thousand years. Do you think we've worked out how to kind of be more symbiotic with technology, and it doesn't? I, I really do. Think, I think we are. Yeah. I think we are. I think we're getting really good. And, and there's, there's some. Uh, look, I'm. I read a lot, mm. and I, it's some amazing, amazing research coming out around. I mean, going to the extreme examples of you know using different chemicals, and I'm talking mm. drugs here, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to control the brain, and it's not it's not pharmaceuticals. No, you know they're looking at all sorts of nature yeah. and you know mushrooms yeah. and, and and for different. So they, we're going back. So we're getting. Isn't it funny? We're getting so intelligent now yeah. that we're looking back to the past. Yeah. It's you know, really it's, funny. Isn't it crazy? It is. So with the technology that we've got today. You look back to, you know, um, Hippocrates and all, all, you know, way Plato and how cool it was that dude mm. coming up with all these. And they, they're meaningful now, mm. but it's way ahead of his time, you know. So we've got so much with – we are in a wonderful space. It's just that we're not learning how to deal with things and we're – at the moment we're in that little – Phase, you know, we're all worried about artificial intelligence now. We shouldn't be. Mm. Why should we be? Yeah, there's some movies out there that artificial intelligence is going to take over the world. Well, <laughs> that won't. Yeah, it won't. Because mm. we'll always have. We will always be the. Well, <laughs> he's saying this now, and he's thinking yeah. he's got that voice in the back of his head <laughs> yeah. saying, "Well, maybe not, Lance. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to not predict too much." <laughs> but no, we are. Look where we've come to. Mm. Look how far we've advanced. Mm. We've just advanced so fast. Our brains are still not keeping up with it. And so we need to adapt. For me, it's about adaption. And there's two major ways to adapt. And one is to control our thoughts. And we do that. The major way is around breathing. Right. Or, and the way we, and, and continually the way we see things. So the word pressure, you're not under pressure, you're being challenged. So we think of it as just a challenge. Mm. Um, and the, the other thing that we really need to do, I think, is, is just um, do one thing a week that makes you feel uncomfortable. Maybe go and meet the neighbour today. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know? oh, I like my neighbours. Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah, just go and – Maybe just do <laughs> – Maybe I could introduce myself to a neighbour that I haven't met. That you haven't met before. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe just – so I've started doing this now. If I think I've seen someone before, I mm. go and ask them. Right. I never used to do that. And now I go and say, it could be in the airport. If, if, we, if we met, I had a guy do it to me yesterday mm. in Tauranga. He says, I follow you on, on LinkedIn. I follow your posts. I love them. Never met the guy before. Yeah. So we had a quick little chat and off he went and off I went. And as I was leaving the, the airport, um, I thought he's sitting there and he's just doing his own thing. And I walked up and said, thank you so much for the chat. And I shook his hand and said, you know, keep in touch and mm. reach out on LinkedIn. Awesome. Just do something like that. That just I would never do that. I'd go, oh, well, you know, I don't want to upset him. He's obviously mm. doing his... And he had a big smile on his face. Yeah. You have a great weekend. I will. You too. So it's getting slightly uncomfortable. It's yeah. we focus on that, but it's the it's the feeling afterwards, is it? It's, it's the achievement of I, I was brave enough to success. Yeah, it's yeah. that success. So we were replacing that. Um, well, I should really go and see my neighbour. I should really go and see. I should really go. Oh, no, 
they didn't come and see you. Mm. <laughs> so that's their way our brains link. Well, they didn't yeah. come. They didn't reach out to me, so I won't reach out to them. Or it's you know doing something like, and it, which leads us onto those words stress. Well, stress we know is is Latin for stretched, and there's two types of stress. One's good, which is that challenge, and the other one's bad, which is the worry. You know, the chronic worry in that that we have. So think of it this way: jumping out of plane's good for you. Not putting your parachute on's bad for you. Yes, you're doing the same thing, but you've just thought of it different it's just a different result mm. um, so when you are in that type 2 worry etc see it differently so it is you are just stretched you're not stressed you are stretched right and so when you're stretched perhaps back off a little bit perhaps do one thing that's different mm. what's going on what makes me stressed okay well I might either avoid it or the new way of thinking is I might do a little bit more of it so right. as an untrained, I'm, not, I'm an untrained presenter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never done any, never done a course, yeah. and never will. Don't want to because I don't want to be put into that structure of you need to do this, and you need to take people up, yep. and you need to move them, and then take them down. <laughs> I take people like this. Yeah. <laughs> I have people laughing, crying, laughing sometimes at the same time. Yeah, just because it's 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 different and it's it's unique. And um, so be yourself. But but yeah, just just stretch yourself, stretch rather than stress. Right. So that's mm. what we're doing. Like it's what I do when I podcast, right? I mm. don't know really what's happening. I'm I'm really relying a bit on humanity to take over, and you'll mm. help me swim. And I might come up with a question or two, but mm. essentially, it's like wow, the hour's just gone. And you, and you, I always remember this question that you asked me when we did. And I was fortunate enough to be on a previous podcast, and the one thing that sticks, and I still talk about this in some of my true. sessions. The last question you asked me, mm. because you were. Um, coming up with ideas and you were putting yourself under a little bit of pressure mm. which was being challenged mm. is the way I like to see it you asked the question do we have to go through adversity to advance yep. and I said why didn't you bring that question in at the start mm. and I've never forgotten that mm. it was something like that wasn't yeah, it do you yeah. have to go do you have to go to the edge do you have to go to the look edge? at the abyss yep it's, it's the to become a better person I think you do yeah to become a better person I think you do yeah to stretch yourself to 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 move forward and we do and so that's mm. what I do I try and um, I'm always doing research I'm always looking for new ways of, of thinking about things and always stretching myself and mm. a new audience you know standing in front of a university faculty mm. doing a presentation <laughs> you know and I know in the audience there's psychologists and I know there's psychiatrists and but I don't care because I know that, that, that well I do care so what I meant was I, I, I dismiss it and say you are what you are mm. And it works, and it does, and it seems to work. And so I'm, I'm not going to change what I do. I'm not going to bring structure to what I do, mm. because it seem people seem to like that natural, natural way of delivering. It's an important distinction that you said I don't care, and then you yeah. revisited it. But yeah. I know what you meant. But the thing is, when we say I don't care, it doesn't mean I don't care about everything. No. It, I think you, we're trying to say, look, I'm just trying to do me for a bit mm. and and let me suck until I don't or something like that. Eh? So, so I correct myself now verbally yeah. if, I, if I do that. True. I, I do it um, because I find that that sticks in my brain a bit better and I probably won't use that again. I won't say, you know, I don't care. I'll say I care, but I'm, I, I don't really um, focus on the fact that mm. you might not have liked it. Uh, I, I still will. But that's what I'm trying to, to, to get through. So mm. I, I stop often in, in presentations and I, and I still do this. So everyone says, oh, you know all this stuff and you're all, <laughs> I'm just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. And so, and we all are. You know, I, when I go um, and give keynote presentations in the evenings and, you know, for dinners and things, oh, would you like to stay for, for dinner? And I mm. say, no, thank you, but thank you, that's very kind. Because mm. no one comes up and talks to me. True. 
And my my <laughs> wife found that too. She, so we went to a, to a, an event. I won't tell you where it was, and yeah. uh, it, was, it was in Australia. And um, we sat at this table with others, and I think we were put in the others' table. Like at a wedding, you always have the others' table. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting at the others' table, and no one's talking with us because they think that I'm going to analyse them. Right. They think that I'm going to... <laughs> I don't analyse anybody. <laughs> I might look at them to see how they're travelling, to see if they're doing okay, mm. to see if they're looking away from me when I talk, because mm. that's a sign that they're not doing too good. Right. But they've reached out to talk with me. So when I talk with them, I'll just talk with them like that, and I'll just look away so that they feel more comfortable looking at my face. Really? Hmm. hmm. Yeah, see, if I'm looking at you right in the eye right now, yeah. it's a little uncomfortable perhaps, but, you, there's a, but, but we've got that human contact now, yeah, haven't we? Yeah, and I've, I think I've taught myself to push through it, <clears throat> Perfect. Because I don't know if I want to relay to the guest that we're cool. <laughs> yeah. Because it is a little bit stressful, you know, we are being mm. recorded and mm. I haven't been in a guest that often. So I try and think, well, if I'm talking and we're opening up, they might not like what they mm. say. Yeah. You know, because we live in a well, sound. Here's bite. something. Here's mm. a challenge for Lance. Yeah. In the next month or two, he might invite Will mm. to his place. Right. To sit down and have a chat. Mm. And Lance will do the chatting. True. And get inside Will's head. Yeah. <laughs> and see what's rattling around inside there. I think and you... see what makes him tick. Yeah. yeah. And let you see what it's like to be on the other side. Hopefully you but see something not, in there. So <laughs> <laughs> I fear that Will is ex- he wears his no. heart on his sleeve. And so we all do. Yeah. So we all do. And, mm. and uh, But I'm asking, I'm posing questions gotcha. of you now, yeah. aren't I? Yeah. So you are on the other side. Yep. It is true. That's how it works. Yeah. I always think it's interesting how when we talk, half of it feels very logical to me. The other half feels like this kind of grand plan. And, and I don't mean like a maybe a spiritual, I don't know. Like I don't know when you sit down in Canada and meet those young dudes if that's supposed to happen. Do you feel mm. like it's supposed to happen or is it just <clears throat> the randomness of life in, in itself? That is a beautiful plan. So what I um, I put a post out, it, it affected me deeply mm. um, and been able to help those two young men. Because yeah. one of them said, I jumped off a bridge. Yeah. And I was, nearly said to him, it wasn't high enough. Right. <laughs> and, and if I'd said that, I bet he would have laughed. Yeah. I bet yeah. he would have laughed because they were in that sort of pose. And so I posed that exact question when I put a post out on it, when I blogged, mm. is was it meant to be or is it just that there's so much suicide around the place that, right. and for me, that's the latter. Yeah. So I am quite a, a factual sort of person. Mm-hmm. I want to know, is it the grand scheme of things? Well, what I do know is that you and I talking today, or if I go and talk with anyone, if I go and help people, mm. right? We were sitting down have a cup of coffee and I might just want to help somebody. I'll go away from there feeling good and they feel good. Um, you know, and we have a bit of a hug and I walk away. Mm. And I only hug men, by the way, because men don't hug men enough. And we've got, talked about that. Awesome. Um, and, and, and that was anglicised, mm. which you talked about. Mm. Um, so Pacific Islands, they do it. We're in yeah. Europe, they do it. You know, men even kiss on the cheek, etc. Mm. And it was anglicised, so men have stopped doing it. Mm. And that's that human bond. Yeah. The oxytocin that's pumped into your brain is massive. And so I'll do that and I'll walk away. And then I'll think, was that meant to be? Maybe. Mm. And I'll go home and there'll be an email there from somebody saying, hey, um, we've heard about your work. Mm. Now, was it just that that email was going to come anyway? <laughs> or was it the universe? I, have, I don't have the answer to that. Yeah. And I don't think too deeply about that. Right. Because, um, I mean, I've, I've told you I've got a few tattoos. Yeah. And it is what it is because it was what it was. It's what you do now that matters. Right. And for me, that's the important thing. I think that too. It, 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 it's, it was and it happened 
don't question why, because otherwise we'll overthink. Yeah. And then we'll start looking for those opportunities. Mm. Then we'll start looking, and then we'll start doing the guilt and regret. Yeah. And then we'll say, well, I really should have gone and spoken with them. I wonder what happened if I'd done so. Mm. And there's been movies made on this, you know, that, um, and they're all made up stuff. But, you know, um, you escape death and then you die another way. Well, who knows? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, like, it's a bit like dreams, isn't it? We don't know what dreams are because dreams, are, we have to wake you up at the time of the, of the dream to ask you what you think mm. it meant. And so we don't know. We can only guess what dreams are. And so that sort of stuff. And I think having a little bit of that um, makes, makes us special, makes the place, makes Judge the world you. special. That's as, Is it the universe? Well, yeah. we are all spiritual. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. We are. Mm. That voice that's inside you is your spirituality. Mm. That, for me, that's what it is. Yeah. It, it might be your heart you know, speaking to you. It's, it's your inner self. It's what's going to stop us from being taken over from AI, right? Because if we're really just a meat sack, yep. we shouldn't be disappointed if the electronic sack takes us. No, no. We would be trying to preserve that spark, hey, that, that bit of <clears throat> whatever goes on, the tear from Titanic and stuff like that's, that. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly it. And so, yes, we are developing... And, um, artificial intelligence to show emotion, mm. but that emotion they show is based on a program that a human put into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's just a human saying, "Well, if somebody says these words, um, you're going to get sad mm. and cry." Mm. Well, are you? Because some people get angry. Yeah. <laughs> so, <that's, laughs> yeah. and that's the difference. Yeah. And I don't think you can ever re- replicate humans mm. because of the um, the differences in us all. Yes, we're both genetic, and yes, we're both. It's the nature nurture. We're, mm. It's both of both, and that's what makes every person different, but based on the same foundation. Mm. But like a house, the foundation's the same. It's concrete in the ground, put in a pattern, and then the house that gets built on that is different. Right. It's a different house. Mm. Put a different roof on it. That's different. Different windows in it. That's different. Same houses, same boxes, just. And that's what that's what humans are after me. Yeah. What about this instinct we have at the moment to kind of group up and get into tribes? You know, like I think mm. it's we came from tribes and mm-hmm. that was quite normal. I wonder if uh, I, I I sit back and I try and think, okay, you got this group saying they're against that group, and I'm like, well, do we? Mm. You even see it in politics. You know, there's left versus right, and yep. and I'm I'm trying to forever think, well, <clears throat> where 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 do I belong in all of this conversation? And is the majority with me that think? I'm kind of a little bit of that and a little bit of that or do people just is it just such an urge to be part of that group so again it comes back to that evolution we were always in groups and we were always in communities and villages and that's Mm. where we sat around arms around each other Mm. talking and telling stories and you know men hugging men and all that sort of stuff so we are social creatures Mm. Uh, that's the one thing that makes us apart from the need to eat the need to breathe and the need to sleep Mm. Um, we are social creatures Um, what sets us apart is our differences and we try and flock with like-minded people but yeah. sometimes we flock with people that are just there <laughs> yeah. and they're not like-minded but we end up becoming the sum of the five people we're around us All so right. we end up convincing ourselves so yeah. that we know that that's happened too um you know for a while i've struggled with um and and it, no one's ever asked me that of me again and so here you go <laughs> sorry um, <mate. laughs> I've, you know i i i wanted to have a tribe mm. I, I would want to be Māori. I would want to be a Pacific Island. I'd want to be. So I could say, I'm this. Yeah. And then that's my genealogy and that's who I am. So I look at my genealogy, Scottish, English, French. Mm. Huh? 
<laughs> and all those three have been warring. <laughs> mm, yeah. So who am I? Yeah. So I'm a, uh, I'm a New Zealander. I'm a Kiwi. Oh, are you? So what does that, what does that mean? Oh, I have lamb roast. Well, that's, lamb roast didn't come from Kiwis. That was <laughs> yeah. from the, you know, so we just, yeah. so who am I? I don't know. Mm. So now I'm just a person. And have I got a tribe? No. Well, I have. My tribe is humanity. Yeah. My tribe is whoever's in the room. My tribe is helping. And I guess I've got to that point where it doesn't matter. Yes, I'd still like to hang on to something and say, well, that's my genealogy. And, you know, I could start wearing a kilt, but it'd be disingenuous. Yeah. I could start, you know, following a English football team, but that would be disingenuous. So I am who I am. And I've now learned to accept that. And I've now learned that this is where I am. My work is who I am. Right. And so I've found my calling, as, right. as they say. Yeah. Um, I never thought I'd be here. Um, I was the person who always said, harden up. Mm. I was going to take that concrete pill. Um, my favorite was, we've all got our cross to bear. Right. And then karma happened uh, and took Lance into a hole. Yeah. And Lance learned a lot from that hole, and he learned mainly humility. And humility has got me to where I am today. Um, and I'm still learning humility. Mm. So I still fire up. I get behind a steering wheel. Man, I'm the most angriest driver <laughs> in the world. You cut me off, and boy, are you going to know about it. <laughs> doing some self-negotiation. As, as, as my wife often <laughs> says, why do you always have to be first? <laughs> yeah. It's not. I'm, a, uh, I'm not an uh, aggressive driver. I'm a forceful driver. <laughs> I'm a determined driver. People know where I'm going. Yeah. And so... Same, the same thing. I still worry. I still lie at night and think, wow, I wonder, should I do that? Is, is the business going to go okay? Is it, you know? Mm. I do all of that thinking myself, and it's natural. Yeah. So now I've learned to go, just get over it. I won't. So I might stay. So for me now, my worries last about 24 hours. And I used to push them away, and I've tried doing pushing them away, and I've tried absorbing them and doing what? Now, for me, I've found that pushing the way is the best. Mm. And it goes against what psychology says. A psychology says you should acknowledge it, you should address it, you should think about it, and then push it away. Mm. So I tried that with that one person, and it extended it for nearly a week. Really? And as soon as I started going, nah. <laughs> and now that happened yesterday, I just went, nah, not doing it, not even going to go there. Did you have and that it internal, or did yeah, you say internal? No. no, no, internal. Yeah, yeah. So, but so you see, I blinked my eyes. Yeah. So I've learned to. So physiology and psychology go together. Yeah, this yeah. is the cool thing for me. And you do that. So you do something physical and psychological. So when we do in the box breath, you know, when we get anger, we yep. take a big deep breath, yep. which is physiological, but we count inside our head to four while holding our breath, and that's the psychology controlling our thoughts. So they go together. Mm. And so you'll see me do that. I'm just blinking. I'll just change. I, when I'm on stage, I still have that voice come inside my head. And, you know, it says, say this, say that. And I'm thinking, is it the right thing to say? Yep, it is. So while I'm talking, mm. I've got this little dialogue going on inside my head. Yep. And so it's, I don't know how it does. Is that multitasking? I suppose it is. Guess so. But I've learned to, to, to sort of know how, to, how far to take it. And I stop myself sometimes and say, I'm sorry. I exaggerated that. Wow. Okay. It's not a thousand, it's 500. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, when I do this thing, a little piece of um, protein right on bedtime will stop you waking between three and four in the morning. Mm -hmm. And that works for um, 90%. And then I stop myself, that's what I used to say. That was one paper. The other paper said 80%. 
So now I say between 80 and 90% of you, mm. this will work. Mm. So I'm not exaggerating things. I'm giving them facts, yeah. but in a, in a you know, funny way to get people. So I, I've got to stop myself. I did it yesterday. I can't remember what, what it was. I was in Tauranga with the city council. And I, was, I was doing some work with them and a big presentation and, you know, 100 odd people in the room. And I stopped and went, well, sorry, <laughs> my bad. I just exaggerated it, not made it up. I just exaggerated it. Mm. And they all started laughing. Mm. I said, see? My brain makes stuff up as well, just like yours does. Yeah. I like the way you speak because I don't have the feeling that I have to be, I have to have prior knowledge or I have to study, you know, like one of my pet peeves about philosophy and stuff is that it's a club and you got to like do the time and I get it. But I think with something as important as like meaning or happiness, that should be, it should be an inbuilt thing because Mm. that's not fair if you had got to make people work for those to smile, you know? So the study that I do, um, and as you know, I've got a couple of diplomas and and a master's and it's all around the brain, but my master's is in terrorism. Right. Terrorism, yeah, um, and and the, it, it, to be genuine, the reason why I studied that first off is um, for self promotion in the police, right? But I also wanted to know how the brain works, mm. and that was only secondary. But it wasn't because I was a negotiator. But it was only secondary. But now it's become paramount. Now it's the reason why, because I'm interested how people can become radicalised. Now a massive, probably eighty percent of the paper is on radicalisation. Yeah. And that's what started me on this journey. So yes, I'd had done all the self-help books and you know for myself, but when I started reading how the brain actually works, that got me. Mm. And then I had this thirst. Now I left school with no qualifications. I had to had to get uh, had to go to um, an AUT or one of those to get some qualifications to join the police. Mm. And now that um, somebody said you just needed to focus. You know, I would have been diagnosed with ADHD. I'm sure if it yeah. had been around, if it was a thing. Yeah. You know, I was a little. Can I say the word shit? Yeah. I was a little shit. <laughs> and so um, I, was, I was just disruptive because no one sat me down and goes, hey, listen, if you put the energy into mm. and here's how to do it, you can either repeat, 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 repeat until you get it into your mind or you might want to think of pictures when you do it. Somebody sat down with me as a kid and said, this is what you can do. Mm. I have no idea what it'd be now. Yeah. Or looking about what we talked about before, or maybe it was done like that so I could learn it now. Yeah. I would never be where I was now. Maybe I'd be off, who knows, mm. <laughs> living in Bali somewhere just because I got so clever and fell over and That's never, never came back. So yeah, it is what it is. That's that dark light thing, eh? Exactly. It blows my mind every time I think about it. Mm. Yeah, you know, you think about like trying to keep your kids safe. How safe's too safe? You might actually extinguish their flame from bloody yeah. removing all the oxygen. That's it. And you just got to risk like... I was thinking about it this morning. My little one-year-old says, crook, first time. Mm. So the whole family is just like, whoa. It's this little person who can't talk and can't really mm. communicate, just screams. And I can feel her little heart beating mm. and her body's working. Mm. And it's like my 11-year-old said, what do we do? I said, she's got to work it out. That's that. Yep. There's nothing we can do. We can be around for cuddles and they're clingy and that's cool. She's extra clingy. And that's cool as a dad too because I get to hold her and she's not wriggling around on me the whole time but it's just making me sit there and think whoa there's nothing I can do and actually we've already tried this we'll never make people sick and just makes people sick yeah you know we'll take all the fat out of food food tastes like shit yeah yeah no, we'll put sugar in it we'll yeah, kill more people yeah. 
So it's a really good point. And so, um, you know, that's why I like, love to, like talking with you. So when I talk about in my sessions, I talk about, yes, it's good to be healthy and it's mm. good not to smoke and all those things. But don't worry if you're doing those things. Because <laughs> yeah. it's a double whammy. Yeah. If you're sitting at there smoking, wondering that I shouldn't smoke, you're both doing physiology and psychology, yeah. psychological damage. Mm. Um, look, I'm the biggest sugar eater in the world. <laughs> I stay up. When I'm on the road, I don't. And I eat well and I eat healthy. Right. But as soon as I get home, the way I relax is give me a glass of, or two or sometimes yeah. three of wine, yeah. of red wine, and some dark chocolate. Mm. I'm in heaven. Mm. And that's what's good. You know, um, should we cut the, the – yeah, look, people out there are going to do spinning saying, yeah. I like to eat the fat mm. on steak. Yeah. You get a little piece of steak and put up a little bit of, wow, <laughs> yes, what's yeah. wrong with that? Yeah, It gives me a buzz, makes me feel good. Yes, mm. I might have to run a bit further. It might be <laughs> my arteries damaged. But, yeah. you know, um, life is, 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 well, it's not short, it's long. But, but, but life is, is about enjoyment, and, but it's, about, it's, it's a balance, isn't it? And so one of my best love programs is about bringing balance to life and showing people mm where they might want to just spend a fraction of the time. So when we do this thing, it ends up where we, we identify one or two places where we, we might want to do better, and that's what plays on our mind. So we show people how to do that. So it might be something as simple as, um, well, I like fitness, so I like walking. Okay, good. But I'm not spending time with family. Well, <laughs> why don't we go walking with the family? Mm. You know, so I, I do this thing with my grandkids I, whenever I can, um, is is we go to the, a bridge nearby over a river and throw stones into it. You know, it takes literally ten minutes, and they bring the dog. Mm. So we're out with the dog. We're out socialising. I make noises when they throw the stones, and they laugh, <laughs> <laughs> and they do all that stuff. It's awesome. And we just and it's the little things in life that yep. make the difference. Yep. It is all about quality, not quantity. If I was to spend all day with them, they would probably hate grandpa. Mm. But because we spend these little touch points, these little quality moments, that's what we remember from our childhood. The time when we made that hut mm. as a kid, the time when we shared, the time when we had that ice cream, the fish and chips on the beach when the sand rolled across and we all, yuck, sand, in, but we still ate it. Yeah. Those things are touch points that we go back to. Those are the things that make life what it is. You don't have to get, if we ate fish and chips on the beach every day, after three or four days, we'd hate it. Yeah. It's just bringing those little touch points, and that's to me what, what, what life's about. Now, we can cut this bit out because I'm not sure, but I'll give it a go anyway. We talked about all of these different things, you know, balance and touch points and taking and thinking, and, 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 and that resonates with me. And, mm. and I, can, I can use all of these things to get through my day, you know. And I get through my day bloody well, actually, because I'm always constantly thinking. Mm. I'm thinking about short term and, and that actually there's some things like deodorant, which you've got to buy forever. <laughs> so you'd go nuts if you think, fuck, I've got to buy deodorant forever. <laughs> yeah. You know, I take these little Propecia pills from mm. my hair and it's mm. like everyone says, you've got to take them forever. I'm like, you know we take everything forever. Yeah, you yeah. clean your dishes every day. You gotta, yeah, yeah, and every now and then you've got to clean the whole house and it's that kind of short term, long term. And I kind of think in my mind, oh, that's what they're talking about when they're talking about mindfulness and these mm. type of things. I try not to give them too many labels. I just say, if I'm sitting down and helping up, that's a little bit of exercise. Mm. Do that more. Mm. You know, get outside, take the kids. And I hear that from you. The bit that really confuses me is something like Christchurch. Yes. The terrorist stuff. Right. And you also speak a bit to that. So I'm like, where 
you know, there's radicalization, there's meaning, there's there's how we we all react around the country and the world and what that means politically. Mm. I guess it's just trying to say, well, I guess there must just be people who can get themselves to that abyss and not come back. Is that what's happening? Yeah, absolutely. So we are all different. And <clears throat> again, it's um, my mantra, mm. start thinking about what we're thinking about. Mm. If you think about something continuously, continuously, you believe it. Right. That's the way the brain works. Right. Because you've driven a neural pathway through. Mm. Now, radicalization is an interesting thing. And that person yep. from Christchurch was yep. radicalized. Now, we know it's in Europe. He's gone to Europe and become yep. radicalized. Mm. Radicalization is an interesting thing. So socialization is hardwired into our brain. Now, when I studied and did my master's on the, the terrorism stuff, uh, you had to meet people and you met them in universities, gyms or mosques. And you met these people who were on the extreme edge. How they got there is usually through some pain, right. from some hurt in their childhood, yep. some, some way they were disaffected. Now, d- disaffected people are drawn towards disaffected or to a cause, etc. Now, you had to actually meet people mm. to become. Now, we can do it on videos, we can right. do it online. We can. So the power of so our brains have changed, uh, and, and which leads me on to that. You know, back to that. You need to harden up, etc. Mm. Well, no, our brains have changed, and mm. if you're saying to your kids you need to harden up, uh, I'll come and tell you to harden up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like punching you in the face. (laughs) Well, this is what we used to do. We used to punch people. So here you go. Have some of this. Now, what do you think? Yeah. Um, Because kids are different. Kids don't, that's not, punching someone's not even in their language. It's not even in their thoughts. Mm. They just don't like that person anymore. Mm. That person's just evil or naughty or that's the way the brains have changed. They don't think about revenge. Yeah. It's not part of their psyche because of the way their brain has changed. So we know that. there's always going to be evil. There's always going to be bad things. And there's, there's always going to be people that are really happy that are floating on cloud nine. Mm. And, and then you've got the ones that are way down. Yeah. That's just the way we are. It's just the way it is. Can we stop that? If we could identify that people, possibly, or not. Mm. So if I was to get in front of that dude and, and try and change his, and we know you can, but it takes twice as long to yeah. de-radicalise somebody, yeah. to show them the, the wrongdoings of what, what they were doing. It's, it's the same thing as that, um, as people who commit suicide. For example, we know there's instances of pilots running mm. planes into mountains not thinking about the people behind them. Yes. So when you become fully radicalised, when you be, your thoughts are continued on something, that's what you believe. And if you believe in your head that that group of people are evil in the world and this is the way to pay back to mm. them for doing what they've done to us, because that's what would have happened, then you probably won't stop it unless you lock them up. Yeah. You probably won't stop it. You might stop it by being able to predict it, but we know that. We know that you can join dots after an event, but you can't join dots before an event right. because the dots are so different. The dots are scattered. Yeah, it's always easy to work back. Yes, and life's like that. Yes, it's, so that's what psychologists do. They work back in your life to find out what went, what wasn't right, rather than what went wrong. See, I'm trying to change my, yeah, my yeah, word yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what happened that changed it? So, I knew that. Uh, I got told by and this, a good friend of mine, um, a psychotherapist, Kyle McDonald. Mm. Um, he won't mind me mentioning his name. Um, that something happened in my younger days that caused me to see type 1 stress, the good stress as type 2 mm. and which meant I was going to have to give up my gigging 
because every time I jumped up on stage, I thought I was stressed. Yeah. And I wasn't. I was nervous. I wanted to be at my best. Right. So as soon as, uh, and we went offline and had a little chat, I went, wow. Hmm. My brain uncleared and I did a gig that afternoon that just blew the socks off the whole room. And it wasn't for, for them. Mm. Well, it was, but it was for me. Because mm. I suddenly realised that you're just nervous, dude. It's not. You know, <laughs> my diagnosis accumulated accumulated stress disorder, burnout, because I wanted to do so much and I wanted to get it right and I wasn't getting it right and things weren't going well and just down the hole I went. And then we have a catalyst, you know, my mum dying, etc. Which which is, there's always one thing that just pulls you right down yes. to that mire but it's the little things beforehand we know mm-hmm. that now you know Nathan Wallace um, W-A-L-L-I-S the neuroscientific educationist talks about this the first thousand days are most important in a child mm-hmm. if it's bumpy they're not going to be as resilient as perhaps as somebody who's had a smooth one right so we're trying to smooth we, we're changing the way we see and think think so bringing neuroscience into all this. That's a long way of answering your question, no, I know. No, no, I, and I don't um, need an answer. But it's around we're never going to stop yeah. these things. Yeah. Never. Uh, the only way to do that is to just dumb down everybody yeah. and make them all the same. Yeah. And that's, I mean, there's movies on that, isn't there? Yeah. You have to take your injection every morning. And the, yeah. No, we're not going to. We're not going there. We're not, we're not enjoying that. No. So looking back, which makes sense, you can connect the dots, but it's hard to see the dots at the at the beginning. Mm. So maybe, you know, if you're trying to think of things to help, you know, I'm thinking you're talking about five people. You yep. could see them as dots, right? And yep. You could see that, okay, so you can control at least who's your dots around you. Yes. So that if they're going to join up somehow, you're going to be a sum of those dots. Yeah. Um, and then you talked a little bit about um, trying to, see the difference between you're stressed and you're just being stretched yep. as well as your dots and you also talked about do something uncomfortable so you could yep. you might introduce yourself and be a dot for someone earlier mm-hmm. than later right yep. and so it's That's kind it. of like just because it's massive if you think about all the stuff yeah and i just really try and bring it right back bring it back to yeah. the to, to the to the basics mm. um you know and, and somebody said it to me once i i, I did a series of events with, with with acc and uh this guy was just very very prophetic he said to me he said um in a workshop i was running he said look if i had to do the exercise that you talked about if i had to do the breathing you talked about if i had to do this and if i did that and if i did that i wouldn't be coming to work because there's too much to do <laughs> and i said good point but what did i say right at the start I want you to choose one. Mm. And I want to choose the one that resonates with you. And that's what I want you to do for the next 60 to 80 days. And then I might want you to choose another. Mm. Be nice to do yoga. Be nice to do a run. Be nice to go fishing. Be nice to be able to sit down and work out what the puzzles in there. Be nice to be able to plan. Be nice to be able to be not, but it's no. Choose what's right for you and focus on that one dot. And just do that. Do what, I don't want you, I want, I want you to do three things. I want you to socialise mm. because that's the number one thing. Talk with people. Yep. Meet as many new people as you can. Mm. On, we, online, is, are you talking the same? Um, or online, is it yeah, no, online's quite different, to yeah. believe it, at the moment. So, at the moment. Because meeting people means something different now. So, eh? so we can sit behind yeah. a screen. Yeah. Um, and we even know by talking on the phone. So I did a video conference fairly recently, VC, you know, a video conference with people. There's no connection with them. I saw them, but they were on, they were on TV. To me, they were just somebody in a room somewhere right. 
but the people in the room were the ones that I was focusing on because mm-hmm. I was watching their expressions and gotcha. I could see them and I could. So it, there is a massive difference. Mm-hmm. So so you had to meet with people, but um, just choose one thing a week that makes you uncomfortable. That doesn't mean that you can't go for the run or you can't do all that. <laughs> yeah. Or it doesn't mean you can't go and join a running club mm-hmm. and run with somebody different mm-hmm. each week. Mm-hmm. So we could combine them, and that's what I do with the balance wheel. Combine things. So we we do this. We see things as separate, don't we? Yeah. I have to go to work. Mm. I have to do fitness. I have to have a hobby. I have to rest. Do you? No, you don't. You could go to work, running with a mate, yeah. laughing and joking as you do so. Mm. So I'm running with a colleague, I'm getting fit, and I'm doing it all at once, yeah. and we're coming back feeling relaxed. We've got endorphins in our brain. Mm. I want people to start thinking about what they're thinking about. I want them to start thinking differently, to start challenging our thoughts because that's what they are hmm. thoughts and they are ours and anyone that can change them is us bloody nice way to end thank you for challenging us to think and for sharing and offering your time pleasure You're a busy guy and I know people will be uh, going to your website and uh, I mean do you want to give the website I, I'm trying to think yeah you probably want the business so no I'm, I'm, all, I'm all good but <laughs> you just if, said if they you've just, been if, two if months they, if they just google my name it'll come up or warn warninternational.com awesome. so you'll find me thanks for hanging out man hey well it's been a pleasure mate it really is a great to chat again thank awesome. you cheers